Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 1234 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Just before we go to Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta and remind you that they'll be up, up and back at them out at Century Mile. I want to get the go-ahead from the province. Brendan, you were just we were, we were just having a conversation off-air, and it's one that's going to l- sort of lead into a conversation with Mr. Spector. And, and that's about, you know, is there a moral responsibility to speak on these sort of situations that are currently occurring? And... Uh, what did you uh, what, did, what did you say about uh, Chris Cuomo? Well, let me start by saying this. I've definitely made a concerted effort to balance the coverage of the American stuff that I'm taking in because I think that CNN has a very firm political standpoint, and I think that we all know about Fox News' firm political standpoint. But, yep. you know, I'm watching Chris Cuomo, and, and he's really calling out. He's saying that, that the awareness needs to be raised from people in black Hollywood, from celebrities, from entrepreneurs, from, you know, that almost as if they had an obligation to come out and 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 have to use their platforms to for the sake of of the greater good here and while i think that that's very important i don't think it's necessarily an obligation uh you know given the way that it was presented that way and so if you're you're looking at you know black athletes right now bob and saying well why are they not speaking out um everybody's got a reason why or why not and i don't think that they should be discriminated against one way or the other yeah, it's interesting because I think back to the Golden Gloves and uh, Ricky Gervais' performance, and we're not specifically talking about, uh, you know, black athletes, but we we're talking about Hollywood. And Ricky said, look, go up there, uh, you know, get your award, and thank your God or whoever that helped get you here, and then move on because we don't want to hear any of your blankety-blank about whatever, and you know, politi- and it was really interesting. So... There are different perspectives on these sort of things. And, uh, again, um, I'd actually like to, like, is, you know, I I think for a lot of people, uh, they sort of grew up at a time where maybe one's political views, if you were an athlete, were not necessarily known, Uh, certainly Muhammad Ali. 
uh, allowed his opinions to be known, and most people consider Muhammad Ali, besides being the greatest, one of the, uh, you know, a true American hero. Let's bring in Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec, for the horses and horse racing in Alberta. And Mark, I mean, this is this is this is an interesting. I mean, the, the the situation was reprehensible. We all know that. We all know that there's a systemic issue there. Um, the 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 rioting and the looting that has resulted has not been from the majority of the people that are true to the cause. They've been from people trying to capitalize, and those guys are little pieces of crap, and we all know that. Uh, but what's what's your take on whether or not you want your sports figures out there? Uh, you know, providing their perspective on these things. Well, you know, I think there's there's sort of two sides to this thing. There, there's a a guy like a Jonathan Taves, you know, who lives and works in the city of Chicago, where there's a, you know, which I think all of these elements that we're talking about here uh, in the United States are are present in Chicago and and, and visible in Chicago. Right? It's a very there's a huge black population in Chicago. So for a guy like Jonathan Taze to come out and admit some vulnerability and admit that, you know, I I need to be better, I need to be smarter, I, I came from a privileged white background, I didn't even realize it. I mean, I respect that. I respect that. But I think we, I think the greater risk is, you know, let's talk about a guy that we can all relate to, Ethan Bear in Edmonton. You know, for a guy like Ethan Bear, for, for a kid coming up, who hasn't accomplished anything and doesn't have any roots in the NHL and is maybe a fringe player, all of those young players, they don't want to dilute their chances by becoming too vocal about anything. And I get that. But a guy like Ethan Bear is a good example. He's he's now an, he's an NHL player, and he'd play for 31 teams. And, and I think you'll see him grow uh, a little bit more... You know, a little bit more vocal and be a little bit stronger, and and I think it's it's that guy. It really rings true coming from Muhammad Ali. It really rings true coming from people who you know they don't just talk the talk, man. Ethan Bear's been through it. You know those yeah. those indigenous kids that went through the Western League. It wasn't easy. I know nope. that for a fact. So I think you'll see a young leader evolve there. And when it comes from a kid like that, that's really been through it. I think that's to me. Uh, that's 100% worthwhile. So you can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Is it incumbent upon sports leaders to speak? I mean, you have a a league speaking as a league. You have respective teams speaking as teams. What about individual players? I mean, and this 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 is an issue that's taken place down in the States, Mark, and you and me have had the privilege of going there lots over the years, and we're not naive that there has been an ongoing challenge with systemic. Uh, we were Mark. We were in St. Louis when the Ferguson riots took place. Okay, and the Ferguson protesting took place. We actually had a uh, a police escort to one of the games back in fourteen fifteen during that during that year. I, I'd be interested whether or not people like. I'll give you an example. When I see now, it's a, it's a different scenario. But we have a lot of people with a wide range of opinions on things like oil exploration. When I see Hollywood types fly up in private jets to crap on a a community like Fort McMurray, I am not the biggest fan of that. I'll be the first to admit to that. Others out there who are really, you know, green focused, shall we say, would be fully supportive of, of of a Hollywood type doing that, but I would see that as being a little bit of a contradiction. This is a different situation because of 
the severity of it and the brutality of it. But, you know, I, I'd be really intrigued because I think you and me came from a time where athletes didn't say a lot. You know, Muhammad Ali was sort of, uh, I mean, we had the protest in the 1968 Olympics, right? And, yep. and then Muhammad, Muhammad Ali obviously was a, was a significant one and was met, and it shows you how far society, how quickly society came to, because Muhammad Ali was vilified in a lot of parts of the United States in the early 1970s for his approach. And then when he knocked off George Foreman, he became, you know, the greatest at that point and a true world superstar. So give me your thoughts on that. Well, so how far have we come, Bob? Muhammad Ali, uh, you know what? If he doesn't become the greatest, you know, quite likely the greatest boxer in the history of the sport, um, he probably feeds into obscurity as the as the guy who dodged the draft and had a big mouth and spoke up. And, you know, if he's not a great, great, great boxer, does he overcome his political stance? I would question that. Because let's go forward. Colin Kaepernick. There you go. You know, all, all he did, all Colin Kaepernick ever did was protest this same thing that's being protested today, police brutality against black men. That's all he did. And he's a good quarterback, not a great quarterback. And he hasn't played a game since, right? And he also didn't have enough colleagues, in my opinion. Didn't have enough colleagues that stood up with him. Didn't have enough white colleagues that stood up with slash for him. And he hasn't played a game since because he's not Muhammad Ali. He's just a pretty decent quarterback. So yeah, what kind of example is that? There you go. Uh, a couple quick texts on our Ashley Pine Flores text line. They're flying in now. Jay says, an actor, an athlete, an accountant are all people that make up society. Hearing from them is fine and equally fine if they choose not to comment on state of affairs. Another texter says, an individual doesn't need to say anything publicly, but that's his choice. But organizations are a different animal. As soon as somebody stands up and says Colin Kaepernick was totally wrong and that he deserves a resounding apology from the NHL and all the media slide him, I'll respect that. Again, uh, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Dan, Texas show. Bob, my opinion, it's okay for these athletes to speak but he can sometimes be inflammatory to a situation, and that's probably not a good thing. And it's it, it's a it's a tricky it's a tricky one. Another texter says, uh, "Good day, Bob and Mark. Hope you guys are doing well." While I don't think players are obligated to use their voices, I think they should use their voices because it may help the situation, knowing that people are on their side. I think you bring up a great point about the caliber of the player and the the maturation of a player. Like Jonathan Taze was a 2006 first round, uh, you know, third overall pick in that draft year. So he's 18 and 06. So he's like 31, 32, maybe. Th- in fact, he might even be 33 now. He's at, he's at least 32. Is it different for a guy at 32 feeling comfortable to speak like that, especially when he's in a city like Chicago, who you and me both think is the best American city, but a city nonetheless that has had some significant challenges? Is you know, it's it's different from for a guy speaking from his place, Mark, then maybe a player, a star player that's a lot younger that that's, that's frankly had a little bit different experience and not experienced some of the challenges that are unique to the markets that other players are from. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a big part of his experience and, you know, confidence in your own voice, right? Um, you know, I thought Jonathan Taze's tweet was, you know, and there's been a lot of them that have come up from different players now. Blake Wheeler was excellent today. 
uh, speaking to the Winnipeg media. Uh, he's a Minnesotan, and uh, I thought his his words were, were very wise and sage. But he's an older player, too. He's been through a lot. Uh, Jonathan Taves, is, you know, he's been through a lot. He's an older voice and a respected voice in the league. Now let's, let's, I mean, we're talking probably about Connor McDavid. He's the youngest player who we would consider saying is out of the face of hockey or certainly one of the faces of hockey. And, and he'll get there. You know, he'll get there. It's, it's difficult. What's Connor these days? 23? Uh, he's a, well, he's uh, 18 24. in 2015. So add five, 23. Yep. 23. So he's a 23-year-old kid. I, I don't. You'll you'll never catch me. You know, just because he's a great hockey player, that doesn't mean that that doesn't have any currency when it comes to political awareness or or you know or, or he's still 23. No one is wise. Very few are wise uh, enough when they're 23 to want to step into that ring and, and be in that form. I get it. I don't, I, you'll never catch me looking at a young man like Connor McDavid and say, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, get out there and have a strong opinion on on the social issue. When he's ready, he'll do it. Twelve forty-five in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Mark Spector, Brendan Escott with you. This is Oilers now. Back into the Ashley Pine Floors text line. Judy D here says, "I love Ethan Bear. He has a great message about looking after our elders during this pandemic. However, mm-hmm. providing a message or stepping up should be an athlete's choice and not an explanation. Uh, that is." Uh, um, and uh, Judy Diaz, a uh, great show. Another texter says, Bob, you're wondering why more athletes are not speaking out. When Hollywood and athletes speak out, they're told to shut up or they're blackballed like Kaepernick was. Why would they bother after that BS? And again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. So it's an interesting one. And there, there, there is something to be said for age, and we might even be witnessing a bit of that in Edmonton. Uh, we had Leon Drysettle on the show Friday. He did an availability with the media. I don't know about you, Mark, but I've noticed over and and I will say this: like I mean, I talked to Leon a lot when he was in Prince Albert, uh, going into the 2014 draft. You know, went and saw PA play the Oil Kings in the playoffs. Jim Matheson and me said PA was in twice late in the season, so I had multiple conversations with Leon again at the draft, uh, again at the combine, right? And um, you know, so. But I, I sense that he's much more comfortable today than he was two years ago with the media. Do you sense the same thing? Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's he's really, really grown up in the last, you know, 12 to 18 months for me. Uh, he's figuring out that, you know, he's that, that if you're going to be a great player in this game, which I think he's going to be. Uh, the he's media not going gonna, to be. He's there. He's there. Well, sure. He's a two-time 100-point player. Uh, if you're going to be in, in the, at the level of player that he is slash is going to be in his career, you know, you can't 
I think early in his career, the media was a bit of a nuisance for him. And that's fine. You know, that's I, I get it. He comes from Germany where hockey players don't get any media, right? And he comes to the Western League where you don't get any media. And all of a sudden, he shows up in Edmonton, and there's a ton of media. And he, he's very ma- maturely embraced the fact that, you know what, this is going to be part of it. I need to, to be a little more attentive. I need to, you know, give a thoughtful answer. And it's not that bad. <laughs> and, you know, I, I really I find spending time in front of Leon Dreisaitl's stall now uh, and on, even on the, the Zoom thing on Friday, uh, far more rewarding than it used to be. And I applaud the young man. He's grown up. He's matured. He's, he's learning that, that it's, you know, sometimes in hockey, it's not just about all the parts you like. Sometimes you got to embrace some of the harder things. And, and in his case, that's, you know, sitting there and doing a media scrum. It's not always fun, but it's part of the gig, and he's getting real good at it. Well, do you think part of it's also, I mean, simply that he's a better player than he was, so he's more comfortable with his game and and, and recognizes that there's a role and a responsibility that comes with the fact that when you're one of the five best players in the world, like Connor, Connor does it and has had Mike shoved in his face literally from the time that he, well, certainly from the time that he went to Erie. Because even though it was Erie, Mark, there were lots of guys like me and Matheson rolling in when we were in Pittsburgh or in Toronto to go see Erie play to see Connor play. And so he got a lot of media coverage. He represented Canada at multiple events. Leon was playing up in PA, and I don't mean to denigrate Prince Albert, but it's a quieter Western Hockey League market. And as Leon went from being a good player to the last two years where he's been a great player, you know, maybe that's part of it as well. I don't know. It's uh, you know, it, it, ho- go ahead. a hockey dressing room is a funny place, Bob. You're you're aware of this. It's when you're young, you're not supposed to say that much, frankly. And generally speaking, when you're young, you don't play enough minutes, and your production is is such that you you know you don't deserve a big voice. But where the conflict comes, and we've watched this in Edmonton, where the conflict comes is when the very young player shows up, and he's the best player in the team, or one of them. And you know we end up at the at the 19, 20 year old players stall more nights than not because he's the best player in the team or one of them. And we're going through Nugent Hopkins, we're going through Hall, we're going through McDavid, we're going through Drysaddle, and there's been others. And it's uncomfortable for those guys to be doing a media scrum at 20 years old, 21 years old, and looking across at all the veteran guys, and they're not supposed to be the voice of the team at that age. But us in the media, we want to talk to the best players, and we sort of consider them the voice of the team. And it's a, it's a conflicting position to put a young man into, and I, we're you know, we're guilty of that. We go over when we really wanted to take the temperature of those Warriors teams a few years back. We'd go sit and talk to Matt Hendricks because Matt Hendricks he knew what was going on. He was a veteran. He didn't mind saying a few things, but it's hard to ask, especially at tough times. It's hard to go to a 21-year-old Taylor Hall and say, okay, what's wrong with the team, Taylor? And all his teammates are older than him and they're more veteran than him, and he doesn't feel like it's his place. So it's a conflict for a young player, and both McDavid and Drysdale now are coming out the other end. They're older. They're by far the most productive players. They are the leaders. They're wearing letters, and they now can speak confidently as the voice for their team. Homeschooler Doug has texted the show to say, Bob and Mark, do you guys believe agents and their handlers play a big role in whether an athlete speaks out? It may sound callous, but all these guys are careful about their markability from homeschooler Doug. I would suggest that some agents are more proactive than other agents. Agree or disagree, Mark? 
Yeah, that's fair. And and it's true. It, it's risky to speak out. I mean, I think that's the, the theme of the texter. They're, you know, with strong opinion comes great risk. And, you know, some guys are wired for that. Some guys don't mind saying whatever they want uh, and, and don't mind when they misstep once in a while. They get through it. Red Hall, <laughs> you know, he said whatever came across his mind. Other guys, like, you know, let's talk about Connor. Connor, he doesn't want to misstep because I think he knows with his stature what comes with that. And he's very careful. And I, I get it. I get why he's careful. And as he matures, you know, he'll be more confident, I think, the same way Wayne Gretzky did. Yeah. This this interesting text, Mark. Uh, the texter says, I'm 34, and although I've followed a fair amount of politics for 15 years, the texter says, I've had many strong opinions along the way, but I've not felt comfortable sharing any of them publicly until the last five years. And I've only been vocal to any larger extent uh, over the last couple of years. Why? Experiencing an understanding of nuances of both sides. And I don't spend most of my days dedicated to pursuit, requiring all the time of being a professional athlete. I think there are many challenges to expressing yourself with confidence and conviction when you're a younger person, as most star athletes are. You want to be prepared to back up your words, and that takes experience and knowledge. He adds, the pro athlete speaking about pro sports would be much easier than speaking about political issues. Uh, their life's all about their sport, and sports, their lives have very little time uh, for politics for the most part. What was the infamous line from, uh, we all watched Last Dance with Michael Jordan, and he was criticized for... You know, not having a little bit more of a Democrat uh, twinge, I think, to his public opinion. And he did put something out regarding, obviously, what's occurred in Minneapolis. And uh, But he said, you know, Republicans buy shoes, too. And he was criticized by several, and, and it was a different time, albeit, in the late 80s and early 90s than today. But, it, you know, there, there again illustrates uh, the point. So, so I, I think age and experience does play a factor in it. Well, and it does. And when you're the bigger your brand, I mean, Michael Jordan made more money off the court than he made on it. So, you know, it's, it's sure for a, a thirty-second tweet or even a, a tweet that that impacts, you know, the society for twenty-four hours, uh, his business interest may be impacted for years. So I get it. You know, I get it. Like we've all. Uh, we've all lived it to a far lesser extent, Bob, where you tweet something because at that moment it seems important. And then four days later, you're still dealing with that tweet. And all and everybody's forgotten the moment and the reason why you tweeted and how heated things were at that particular hour. Four days later, you're saying, man, I wish I just this tweet would go away. I wish I never did it. You know, it wasn't worth it. And now take that into the millions of dollars of revenue. When you're yeah. a superstar athlete, I, I get it, man. They're athletes. They're not politicians. You know, that's it's, if they want to take on that role, take it on. But I don't expect it of them. Uh, Jordy has texted the show to say, "I'm a 60 year, uh, 61 year old uh, Métis. While growing up, I faced racism from both sides. From the native point of view, I was too white, and from the white point of view, I was too native. It wasn't easy for me, and I literally fought through it. But always, I followed a simple rule: ignore the ignorant. Well, I think that's very well stated by uh, Jordy. Yes, it is. 
Mark, I don't know if you heard the clip from Kevin Weeks uh, early in the show, but he talked about the Oilers uh, organization, you know, in in many respects. And he was specifically talking about black athletes uh, like a Grant Fuhr. Uh, But, you know, being a a team that's always been open and you and me had a conversation today and we're going to hit on that coming up at 105. Then we're going to get into the Oilers Chicago matchup at 115 on Oilers now. Uh, The Oilers, there's some there's some interesting. um, Well, they're they're a very diverse team, but the league is a lot more diverse now than ever before. There's other major uh, professional sports look no further than an international soccer and the makeups of those teams from players all over the world. So I think we're going in the right direction. We're going to go down that path after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.